0: Hello and welcome. Here to Lead is for leaders who are looking for practical insight and hands-on tools and advice on how to unleash the power in their leadership to get things done. I'm your host, Kelly Barkabus. Let's get started thanks for tuning in today i am so excited to be here starting our second season of the here to lead series and as we kick off this second season we are going to introduce a new type of podcast the first season was really mostly lessons on leadership and how to use our leadership and bring it to life on a daily basis in order to execute strategy affect change and drive results and we are certainly going to stay anchored in those principles and we will talk and flush those principles out more as we continue in season 2 but another element that i want to introduce with this new season is coaching questions i find myself getting a lot of questions i spend a lot of my time coaching colleagues and staff and people that I've worked with, who I work with presently, who I've worked with in the past, my friends, my family. I find myself these days doing a lot of coaching. It's one of my favorite things to do. I really enjoy it. So I think it makes sense to start to answer some of the questions that I get because I think most of what I receive as questions and where people need coaching is so universal and relevant to all of us who are aspiring and strong. Striving to be good leaders and to be effective leaders. And so I think the, the general collective, the collective of all of you, could benefit from these coaching questions. All right, so you're going to see a lot of that in Season 2, along with some lessons and some interviews with great leaders who are going to share their insight and wisdom with us. But for this episode, the coaching question we are going to answer today is, What do I do if I don't want to be a leader anymore? I'm burned out. I'm sick of it. I don't want to do it. I want to walk away. What do I do? What do I do if I don't want to be a leader anymore? This is a great question, and I've been there I'm sure you've been there at different points in your career. Maybe you haven't yet. You probably will at some point experience that feeling. I actually got this question at a leadership conference that I was presenting at. I had just finished a two-hour workshop on here to lead principles and had a great session with this team of professionals. And these were mostly people who were pretty far along in their careers. They had a number of years of experience behind them, and they were seasoned leaders. After my presentation, this gentleman raised his hand, and, you know, he wasn't being sarcastic, he wasn't being facetious, he was... Very sincere, very solemn. And I could tell that despite everything he was hearing, and you know, I was one of many speakers at this three day conference, that this is where he was at in his daily life, in his mind. It it just was what he was struggling with in the moment. And he was very sincere and needed an answer. And he raised his hand and said, What do I do? I don't want to do this anymore. I'm burned out. I don't like it. I'm not enjoying myself. I propose to him, and I would propose the same to you, that when we, not if we, because I think we all will experience this at at some point, but when we experience frustration, burnout, and just uh, lack of enjoyment of our job, I think a lot of times that is due to ineffectiveness. And losing focus on some of these principles that we've talked about. I believe that if you are experiencing this type of frustration and unhappiness, unsatisfaction with your job, you need to go back and check some of these things that we've talked about. Where are you at in your leadership? Have you been practicing it? Have you been sitting in your office with your door closed? closing off your people? Have you built a wall between you and your staff or you and your leadership and closed yourself in your office and you're not open or accessible to conversation? So check that. Have you been out there on the floor, in the hallway, in the conference room, getting dirty, not keeping yourself in that fancy living room? Remember, are you, are you still in it or have you gotten tired and closed yourself off? Next, I want you to think about where are you feeling this frustration? Are you not executing strategy? Is there change that desperately needs to happen and it's not? Or are those things in place, but you're still just not driving results? Are you not in the driver's seat of your day, of your time, of the project? Really try to zero in on where you're feeling this frustration and where in that lead acronym, your frustration lives. Maybe it's a little bit in all those things. I would encourage you to renew your focus on using your leadership to execute strategy, affect change, and drive results. I think the frustration and dissatisfaction and unhappiness with our position can come from some of the problems that we've already talked about. I can tell you that at one point in my career, I, in all seriousness, have, and I'm sure many of you have done this too, have you ever typed up your resignation letter? Like you've been in a position, you're really frustrated, you're stressed, you don't want to do it anymore. And so one of those days at your peak frustration moment, you go home that night or you sit in your office and close the door and you type up your resignation letter. And sometimes just typing up that resignation letter relieves the stress. And is enough to get it out of your system, to get it out of your head and to move on. I know that I've been in positions where I had stress and frustration caused by my boss asking me to do things that were inappropriate and unethical. And asking me to create accounting entries and manipulate the financial statements in a way that I felt would jeopardize the trust of the parties that I had an ethical obligation to. You know, it kept me up at night for weeks. And the one thing that really helped me solidify my position, my confidence, and my stance was to write up what I felt my role was as CFO. And I did, and I wrote this letter, and I'll share it with you now. As a finance professional and as CFO of this company, it is my responsibility to not only ensure the integrity of the financial statements, but also be able to defend the integrity of the financial statements if they are challenged by any interested party, internal management, our partners, outside investors, customers, vendors, and our lending institution. We will not record transactions that could be construed by any outside party as intentionally manipulating AR and inventory to affect sales, profitability, the balance sheet, or borrowing requirements. To the best of my understanding and interpretation, we will properly state customer accounts receivable, inventory, the balance sheet, income statement, and record all transactions in accordance with GAAP. Now, you may be hearing this and think, like, duh, this lady's a CFO and she had to write that out. But what it did is it just kind of, it gave me an anchor. It gave me a footing. It gave me something. I actually gave this letter to my CEO. He was intimidating. I had a hard time telling him this face-to-face. So this gave me a way to communicate it to him, quite frankly. But then also what I did is I put this memo, this letter, up in my office, and I had it there accessible so that if things came up that shook me or where I was stressed out because um, somebody that I reported to was asking me to do something I didn't want to do, I went back to that and read it. And it gave me peace because it just reminded me of who I was and who who I was in that moment, who I am, what I stand for, what I, what I would do, and what I wouldn't do. And that really relieved that pressure point and that stress point for me and developed a foundation that has carried with me throughout my career. So it's really important for you to spend a few minutes figuring out where that frustration is. And I also know that being in middle management, for those of you in your career that are in middle management, it to me, it is the toughest place to be because you are leading a staff And if you're listening to this podcast, you're trying to be a good leader. You really are. And you want to do right by your employees. And you want to motivate them. You want to lead them. You want to execute strategy. You want to affect change. You want to drive results. You're doing all the things. You're doing everything right. But then you have this next level up, this senior leadership team that could be dysfunctional, that could be terrible leaders, that don't know how to bring their leadership to life on a daily basis. They might be hanging out in the fancy living room. And that is a really tough place to be. It's kind of like when you're swimming in the ocean, have you ever swam at the ocean? I'm a beach girl. I love going to the beach. It's one of my favorite. It's my happy place. But, you know, I have a very healthy respect for the ocean. And I know that, you know, when the waves are rough, you have to get out past where they are breaking. So when you wade into the water and you want to go into the ocean, you get to a point where the waves, the waves are at such a height and velocity that they start knocking you over and they become difficult to just walk through, right? When you are in that zone where the waves are crashing, if you stand there, you are going to get beat up. You're going to get smacked in the face with a wave. You could get flipped right off your feet and slammed into the sandy ground, which even though it's sand, it hurts like crazy, I mean, you can seriously get really hurt. And it is no fun to be standing in that zone where the waves are crashing. You have to either go back in to shore, or you have to get out past where the waves are breaking. And there's a strategy to do this, right? As you're getting to that point, if the wave is over your head, you dive under. If the wave is under below your height, you can go over it. But you have to develop this confidence and this knowledge of knowing when to Go over the wave and get or go under the wave. And you only do that by practice, right? But either way, you have to get out beyond where the waves are breaking. So if you are finding that that is your stress point, that you're hanging out where the waves are breaking on top of you and it's just beating the crap out of you and you can't take it anymore, you either have to go back to shore which we don't want to do because we don't retreat, right? We're leaders. You have to find a way to go out beyond where the waves are breaking. You have to find a way to... Navigate the organization that you're in in an effective way. And in dealing with leadership that maybe isn't adhering to good leadership principles, how do you do that? Right? It can be a very tricky, tricky, tricky place to be. And you don't want to kill your career in the process. You have to look out for people's egos. You know, one way to do this is to share a podcast episode with them, tell them what you're learning. Ask them if you can try a few things. Ask questions. You know, sometimes the most non-threatening tool that we have to address situations that aren't working is to ask questions and be curious. Be open. Come at it from a place of curiosity. And, you know, you may think you know everything that your boss is going through and why they're doing what they're doing, but I can guarantee you don't. So if you have a a one-on-one with them or an opportunity, ask questions. Ask them hey, you know, I've noticed this and this decision that you made. Can you share with me why you made it? You know, it might be a really great learning experience for you. But The most important thing it will do is create dialogue between you and this next layer of management, and it does it and frames it in such a way where you're openly curious and vulnerable. You're not coming at it with you know everything and you know best and you're right and they're wrong. So ask questions. Be curious. I think that is a great way to get out beyond where the waves are crashing on top of your head and beating you up. Okay? So write it out. Ask it out and stay the course, stay in the seat. Have you ever been on a really long road trip? I remember one time I had traveled to Kenya on a missions trip. And I flew back into New York City, and it's a super long travel day to get to this village in Kenya that we were going to. It was, you know, a long bus ride on unpaved roads to get to the Nairobi airport. And then we flew from Nairobi to London, had a layover, then flew from London to New York City. So, I mean, it's like a 24-hour process to get from there to here. And That night, I had to rent a car and drive to Delaware to meet my family on vacation. I can remember being in that car with my husband at the time, and we were determined to make this four-hour drive. It was middle of the night, really early in the morning, like three or four o'clock in the morning, and we were just doing everything we could to keep each other awake. But it got so bad that we were doing all the tricks, rolling our windows down, turning up the radio, drinking water, eating snacks. The most extreme thing we did was slap ourselves in the face. I mean, just really trying to keep ourselves awake. And it probably would have been better to just pull over, rest for two hours, and get back in the car and travel on our way and just get there two hours later than we had planned right? We don't have to, we have to stay in the seat, but we don't have to stay in the seat to the point where it's dangerous to ourselves or others. So if we need to pull off to the side of the road, we can do that. We can take a breather. We can take a moment. We can give yourself permission to just stop. Just give yourself a week and don't try to do anything crazy around executing a big strategy or affecting big change or driving results or trying to be like the ultimate leader. Just take a week or two or a month and just get your bearings. Pull over for a minute. Don't get out of the seat. Don't get out of the car. Don't get out of the driver's seat. Don't quit. But pull over. Rest. Close your eyes. Get your mojo back. You know, just take a moment. We don't have to go 100 miles an hour all the time, okay? Again, if you find yourself in this place where you are so frustrated, burned out, and uh, unhappy that you want to quit leadership and move to Key West and start selling t-shirts in a shack on the beach, try these things, okay? Try writing it out. Try asking questions and try pulling over and just gathering yourself, getting your mojo back before you get back out on the highway. Okay, I think those things will help. I think those things, along with going back through and focusing on these core principles that we learned in season one, will get you back to where you need to be. And you can do it. You can do it. You're not alone. We all go through this at different points in our career, and it's not unusual. You're not alone, and you can get through it, and you will actually be a better leader once you do. I hope this was really helpful. I appreciate you tuning in. Go to KellyBargabus.com. You can reach out to me. You can listen to past episodes. There are some resources out there for you. You can subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google. Tell your friends about it. Subscribe. It really does matter. And thanks for tuning in. Take care.